Behind the Mask Hockey Shops present College Hockey Southwest Live from March 28th, 2021. Who knows if we will have a guest, but we do have a Frozen Four. Behind the Masks College Hockey Southwest Live is brought to you by Verizon Wireless. Experience Verizon's 5G and 5G Ultra Band for business. Verizon Wireless 5G built right. The NCHC and NCHC.TV. Subscribe to nchc.tv and watch the best in college hockey all season, every season. Behind the Mask Hockey Shops. Visit any of our three Valley locations or go to BehindTheMask.com and gear up for every season on ice or in line. Roger Klein's Canseon Tequila. For the best margaritas and more, go to MexicanMoonshine.com to see how to get your bottle today. UNLV Hockey. ACHA Division I Hockey under the bright lights of Las Vegas. Jesse Ray's Barbecue. Stop in and pick up any of our award-winning sauces on your way home at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas. Caesars Entertainment Resorts. Anywhere you want to go, you can bet there's a Caesars Resort in the center of the action. Burrito Express, the East Valley's home of the always available breakfast burrito, Go to BurritoExpress.com for the location near you. And by College Bar and Grill at 740 South Mill Avenue in Tempe. ASU alumni owned and operated. College Hockey Southwest Live presented by Behind the Mask is a part of the Ice Time Hockey SW.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right. Welcome in hockey fans, college hockey fans, NCAA hockey fans. It is... A Frozen Four night. This is College Hockey Southwest Live presented by our friends at Behind the Mask Hockey Shops where you can shop for all your hockey needs at their three great locations as well as online at BehindTheMask.com. Scott Strandy joining you tonight from the beautiful Budweiser Event Center in Loveland, Colorado as we get set to bring you an hours full of NCAA regional tournament action my co-host paul hornstein joining me from that beautiful palatial estate on long island new york paul hornstein how are you uh we're okay i mean uh <laughs> we're you know, okay we're yeah okay, I, okay I, hold on a minute hold on a minute folks listening out there paul hornstein said we're okay okay i we're better than okay, Paul. This was exciting. What a great weekend of hockey, and we're looking to a fantastic Frozen Four coming up. Uh, as I said, I'm parked right here in beautiful Loveland, Colorado at the uh, Budweiser Events Center in the suite of the Denver Pioneers. We are so grateful for uh, Matthew McGreevy and the uh, Pioneers for the great job they did hosting this tournament and for yeah. uh, giving up their suite for us to talk hockey. Yeah, no, it's, it was it was awesome of them. It was... Uh... It, it, it's great. It, it, it's yeah. they've been treating you very nicely, and, and and I'm sure you appreciate that. And well, uh, they said the biggest reason for that was because you didn't come along. Well, it's because they're smart. <laughs> they know better. <laughs> As you can uh, probably hear in the background, the Zamboni is cleaning up the ice. They've already run the the edger along the boards and got that all done. So. As I sit here for the next hour with you folks, if they turn the lights out on me, I'll be sneaking out the back door. But I will not be walking the three and a half miles to my hotel tonight. Thank you. Right, we're just gonna we're just gonna blow the whistle and 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 scream again, and then they shut the lights on you. Are we watching hockey again. 
<laughs> Absolutely. Well, right now we're looking at uh, four teams that made it to the Frozen Four. We're gonna uh, we're gonna bring on some guests here, I think, in just a minute. But first, I want to recap what happened in front of me because uh, Paul, you and I talked for geez, two hours today about uh, what was going on with uh, the Minnesota State Mavericks uh, in particular, and they played right up to everything that we thought they were gonna do. Am I correct? Um. The Mavericks, yes. Once they they got a go, they got a couple of goals there. I mean, when they got down two nothing, I was like, uh, "That is not good." I go, uh, you know, there was um, uh, they really they really did the opposite of what I thought. They had to do so Mexican people, in order what are you to talk about soccer. So, I mean, seriously, they were they were down two nothing, down three to one, and then, wow! I mean, two goals in the last six minutes to tie the game, send it into overtime, and and get that overtime goal. Honestly, it was an. It was an amazing uh, comeback for a team whose pressure was had to be self-induced. Having been in a bunch of the last tournaments, having never won a tournament game in school history, and just trying to get out of the first round. Okay, Paul, let me ask you this, because you and I talked about this, and we said that um, what was going to happen was we thought the monkey was off their back, and I think it was your words that said they're playing with house money now. Yeah, they're, and- they're, absolutely. Once they won last night, didn't matter who they were playing in that game. The in that game tonight, uh, whether it was uh, uh, Omaha or Minnesota, they were playing with house money, and uh, honestly, yeah. I, I think it Let showed me- in the way they played tonight. <laughs> oh. That's the understatement of the year, my friend. It definitely showed. They came out tonight like they had not a care in the world. They bottled up Minnesota from the opening faceoff. And and in all fairness, Paul, this was not the same Minnesota team that I watched play last night. They looked very disinterested. They looked very slow. They lost every puck battle that uh, was even close. And and Jack LaFontaine looked extremely pedestrian in net. He just... He did not look sharp. He did not look like the way I've seen him play in the past. And it, it snowballed on him because the second period of this game, Paul, is where it was won. Here's what happened. Uh, they actually they got out and they just completely bottled him up. They, they played almost like a stall tactic in basketball where they just cast well, the puck wide and just no panic. Nothing got near the net. And that's all she wrote. There were a few games like that this weekend. Um, in the one of the first games of the tournament, uh, Bemidji State came out and literally smothered Wisconsin. All right, I mean, you, you, Wisconsin had almost no offense until the third period, and the only guy that had any offense at all in that game for Wisconsin was Cole Caulfield. 
he had like 13 shots in that game. I think Wisconsin only had 20 for the game. Yeah. yeah and, I... and, and Bemidji just basically said, we're going to shove you to the outside and good luck trying to score. And they really didn't. And Bemidji played a tremendous, tremendous game in that first game of the tournament. And, you know, each night really had a game like that in in the in the various and that's what Minnesota State did to Minnesota tonight. I mean, uh, you kept waiting for uh, Minnesota to kind of explode and have that moment. They never had it. Well, they tried, Paul. They they got a couple uh, of power play opportunities. They tried to get something going, but credit the uh, Minnesota State defense because they they didn't give them anything. They just completely bottled them up. Uh, there was no time and space. There was no opportunities to make cross-ice passes. I mean, it was nothing but a, a shutdown event. It, it looked like a going out of business sale where they, they, they took all the goods and moved them to the side. Uh, you know, St. Cloud, Cloud did that twice this weekend. They did it both to BU and BC. Yeah, you know? I mean. And, and, yeah, go ahead. You know, and, 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 and. You know, when Bemidji did it to Wisconsin, you were like, okay, well, they'd be able to do it a second straight night and didn't. But St. Cloud did. They they came out both nights, beat both of the Boston schools, uh, earned their, their ticket to Pittsburgh. Can and, I tell you something on that right before you say anything more? They beat both the Boston schools. I saw Nate Wells uh, today uh, on Twitter post, uh, the 2021 winner of the Bean Pot goes to St. Cloud State. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was a classic. <laughs> uh, you wow, know, it's it, it's just it was one of those crazy uh, tournaments. Uh, no number one seeds made it to the Frozen Four. Therefore, your bracket got destroyed really, really fast because you had all chalk. Well, at least I made the bracket, so give me some credit well, for listen. that. No, no, I, no, I no, 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 no. Stick it. Stick it. You, I told you flat out. I'm smart enough not to make predictions because what fun would this be way if you I can't look didn't predict. Yeah, what, what, well, what fun would it listen, be if you don't predict? Listen, because it's, it's your job to make predictions, and it's my job to tell you that you have it totally wrong. <laughs> All I know, Paul, is is this. And I'm going to state this very clearly, folks. So listen, I am a Minnesota native, but I now live in Arizona. And I will tell you, this is going to be one of the most enjoyable Frozen Fours I've ever attended in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania in two weeks, roughly two weeks. Awesome. Um, and, and the reason for that is, let, let me tell you the reason for it. Shush. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. St. Cloud State is in, right? And right. Um, and my man Brett, is there anything Brett Larson deserves more than to bring this team in? There is probably not a finer coach uh, and finer person out there uh, than Brett Larson. He has worked his way up. He is so deserving of this, and I'm so happy for him. Also, Brett Scott wants cash. He doesn't okay, want uh, checks. He wants uh, cash. <laughs> also, um, Mike Hastings and I have known each other for the better part of 25 years. I remember when Mike Hastings was at the University of Minnesota Crookston, 
And uh, if you don't know where that's at, Google it, look it up on the map. It is northern oh, Minnesota. Okay, listen, I know where Minnesota it is. is. The state, oh, oh, great. The school. Great. So that's enough. Okay, so, so University of Minnesota Crookston, he worked his way up. He got to Mankato. He took over the program. He made the program his, as you will find out during the next two weeks, uh, what he has done there. Uh, and I am so happy for him. I'm also happy for their SID and, and Paul Allen because uh, there's probably – not a nicer guy in college hockey as far as that goes than Paul Allen. And, and the first person I went over to and bumped fist with tonight was Paul Allen as he was in the radio booth. And that smile and the picture that I took is going to go up on, uh, on Twitter when we're done tonight. And uh, it was worth a million dollars right there. So I'm happy for those two. Uh, I'm also extremely happy, of course, for my University of Minnesota Duluth Bulldogs who admittedly was very down this year uh, to what they normally have. They stuck it out. They went to eight periods of hockey, um, in, <laughs> including five overtimes. To, oh, uh, uh, listen, to knock I off mean, North Dakota. We're going to get to it. Holy smokes. I mean, we're going we're gonna to get to it. And, oh, and the, I mean, the final participant, Paul, is, is a guy that I met a couple of years ago when UMass came to Arizona State, uh, Greg Carvel. Uh, again, one of the finest coaches that you will ever run into in college hockey and as far as what he does, but so accommodating with his time and, and always has time for the media. And so going to this frozen four is like a reunion for me. And it's well, going to be, it's going to be the greatest of the greatest. Just I'm know that, already. Just know that there are 49 states rooting for Carvel and UMass and the other, and, and the one that's left over will not be rooting for UMass. Just, just so you know that. <laughs> <laughs> I do know it, Paul, but I also know it's. I'm three, just making sure you know it's three to one. So we'll we'll take our three to one. But um, let, let's break it down in just a second here um, by by the regions because we're, okay. we're going to try to. We've already spent 15 minutes just kind of hashing over this part of it, but let's try to break it down uh, as quickly as we can for this hour uh, between the regions. And I want to start out in that region where uh, Greg Carvel's UMass. Uh, team captured it so uh, I know you had a closer eye on that than I did because I was kind of tied up here <laughs> yeah and, well listen, and walking UMass, three and a half miles in the cold let me let me UMass not forget was, that folks <laughs> UMass was dominant in that regional um, they 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 took care of Lake Superior State pretty easily um, it, and then when they went and got Bemidji the next night um, it was it was going to be very curious to see if the Beavers could uh, put together a second straight uh, smothering performance, and and UMass uh, just had nothing, uh, nothing uh, to, where they were like, "Yeah, nope, we're just gonna just show you that uh, what you did last night's gonna not gonna work with us." Uh, Carson Yosevich, I believe that's how you say, with a natural hat trick to start the game, including a shorthanded goal about midway through the first period. And that seemed to take a lot of steam out of Bemidji, who was also 0 for 5 on the power play. And that, not that, that anybody – that hurts to give up the shorthanded goal. And in a, in a game, honestly, where I, I believe it was one versus two in terms of uh, the top penalty killing teams in the country between UMass and Bemidji. So 
Um, uh, UMass was really dominant in that region, and they were dominant in that regional even after losing Kale McCarr, which was a point that was brought up and made many, many times. Uh, let me let me tell you, I'm in the state of Kale McCarr right now, and everywhere you look and everywhere you look on TV and you hear on the radio, there is a Kale McCarr ad. The kid's been here two years, and he has taken over this, this entire state of Colorado. Uh, they love him from top to bottom. Um and of course, he plays for the Avalanche. So, well, and yeah. I'm in I, right now. I'm parked in the Avalanche's AHL facility, the Budweiser Event Center. And again, shout out to the guys at DU for uh, making time and space for us. And uh, and uh, it was just a phenomenal time here. Uh, they did the best they could with COVID. No fans except for parents, basically. Um, but they That's made okay. it as, as good as it could be. So, yeah. Okay, so uh, Massachusetts, UMass, if you will moves on to the Frozen Four, and uh, they are now uh, waiting to find out who they'll face. I, I don't think the, the pairings have been made no, yet. Of course they are. I just have to just give me a second. I'm pretty sure yeah, UMass, okay. uh, well, you'll have... Um, but do we, don't, we don't know what no, game Saint or... Cloud, Saint, well, St. Cloud and, and Minnesota State play today, so they'll, probably, they'll, they'll play in one bracket. And it'll be UMass and Duluth in the other game. And okay. I pr- the 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 odds are that that will be the late game, the Duluth UMass game. Uh, okay. So uh, that's the way that will go. Yep, it'll be UMass and Duluth, St. Cloud, Minnesota State. Uh, uh, the hope the Mavericks are okay with another afternoon game because they're going to play it. <laughs> I think they're okay with anything right now, Paul. That team oh. tonight. So let's jump to that right now, since I was here, and then and then I'll let you go to the North Dakota game because I was. Well, walking, we have Paul. to talk about I, that game. I know. I was walking while that game was going on, and I almost made it back to my hotel three and a half miles before it ended. I know. So, <laughs> it was like okay. it was like the college version of the Easter epic. Okay. Okay. Let's take a quick break. Let's hear from a couple of partners. Let's come back and let's see if we have any guests on. Uh, I've got a couple of special guests that might be joining us. I don't know if they're uh, on us or not, but let me play uh, a couple partner spots and then we'll be uh, right back with you folks. We've all been there. We know what kind of gift to get someone. But sometimes it can be too hard to make sure that the gift is the right size or style. So we shrug our shoulders and try to think of something else. Well, if that person is the hockey player in your life, the answer is easy. A gift certificate or a gift card to behind-the-mask hockey shops. Whether you go to any of our Three Valley locations or behindthemask.com, our gift cards are the perfect solution. Sports equipment, especially hockey equipment, has to feel right to the user, and the Behind the Mask gift card allows you to show the player how much you care and lets them pick out what's right for them, whether we're talking about sticks, gloves, skates, or more. Pick one up today at any of our Behind the Mask locations in Gilbert, Peoria, or Scottsdale, or at BehindTheMask.com. Thrilled to have you with us. The nation's top teams. America's 
America's number one conference is back. See every play, every hit, every goal on nchc.tv. Your home for more than 100 live games. Stream anywhere from the start of the season leading up to the frozen face-off. If it's NCHC hockey, it's on nchc.tv. Hi everybody, this is Jay from OxyPal. You probably know our products for being used on your gear to eliminate the odor and bacteria from your sports gear and, and your gym and all that stuff. Um, in, in light of current events, uh, we have uh, switched up and added a new product to our production line. It's called our Have a Nice Day Hand Sanitizer. Um, it is exclusively for use on your skin, whereas our other uh, products have been exclusively for use on your fabrics and, and, and gear. Uh, this product is available here at my shop. It's available on my website at www.oxypow.com and you can pick it up or we can ship it to you anywhere in the United States. All right, we're back. College Hockey Southwest Live. Live it's our yeah. Sunday show. It's our reaction show. Um, Scott Strandy joining you from the beautiful Budweiser Event Center in Loveland, Colorado, where it's been just a glorious couple of days out here. A little cool at night, but but beautiful during the day and it beautiful picturesque mountains. I, I do want to throw out, Paul, a, a thank you to the hotel where I'm at. I'm at the Wingate Loveland, and uh, man, that, that place is fantastic. The people are great. Um, they've done everything that, that I've asked for and a lot of things that I haven't asked for as far as my accommodations. Uh, I'm working good. really hard to bring them on as partners. Uh, because what a great place to stay if you need to get uh, in the Colorado area. It's a little bit north of Denver, but, uh, you know, very close to uh, Fort Collins where Colorado State is. Obviously very close, three and a half miles to the event center here, the home of the Colorado Eagles. And, uh, I mean, it's – I just can't say enough good things about them. They, they've been just fantastic from my early check-in to uh, uh, just everything. So um, shout-out to the Wingate, Loveland, Colorado. Okay, so that leads me into where I'm at. Um, I came last night, Paul, and I, I had two games to watch. I had mm -hmm. Minnesota State, which I had seen earlier at the WCHA semifinals, and I thought, what happened to Dryden McKay? Where did he go? Because I didn't see the same Dryden. What happened to the energy from, from Minnesota State? Because I didn't see that either. Um, so yesterday I was a little bit worried about uh, what was going to happen between Quinnipiac and um, Minnesota State. Uh, Minnesota State came out again a lot like they did in the WCHA semifinal. They were, they were tight, it seemed. Uh, they were just not comfortable. And then all of a sudden, things started to break. They got a couple of pucks in the net after falling behind, and the confidence started to spur. They got it to overtime. They won it in overtime. And like we talked about earlier in the show, from that point on, it, you know, Katie barred the door because they were just um, a machine. That they had, they you knew today. I actually knew last night after I heard Mike Hastings' press conference. I knew they were going to be a very tough opponent for the Minnesota Golden Gophers tonight. Now the Gophers completely dismantled Omaha. They just totally destroyed them. I, I was thinking double digits were a possibility for a while. Um, it ended up being seven two. So that led us to where we were tonight. Um, it came out, and really from the onset, like I mentioned earlier, Minnesota State controlled the game from the start. And in the second period, 
everybody just looked at each other because they're going like, what the heck happened to the Gophers? <laughs> Their speed wasn't there. Their intensity for getting to loose pucks wasn't there. Their goaltending was weak. I mean, it could have been another uh. goal. It could have been – oh, it was terrible, Paul. Jack LaFontaine fumbled the puck twice. One of them, he left a wide-open net that just barely missed and almost it would have been an empty net goal. Uh, it was that bad. Uh, Jack was just not the Jack LaFontaine that was up uh, for the best goaltender of the year in my estimation. It wouldn't have, It doesn't matter tonight. didn't matter tonight. It really didn't because he gave up a couple of – that third goal that Minnesota State got on the one-timer – uh, you know, about midway through the third period. I mean, holy smoke, he wasn't stopping that. He wasn't going to stop that. I don't care what. Yeah, no, no, that came from Nathan Smith. But the first goal that really got things rolling for him was uh, was scored by, um, uh, oh, my man. I'm drawing a blank on who Sam was. Morton. Uh, Sam Morton, the Colorado kid, Lafayette, Colorado. Sam got a wraparound. And normally, Jack LaFontaine does not let a wraparound go in. Uh, he, he forced it in. He just jammed it past his pad and into the net. And um, let me tell you something else about what happened tonight, Paul. Uh, I came here, obviously, to, to watch great hockey, but also to keep track of our Arizona connections, our Southwest connections. And Todd Burgess uh, from Phoenix played really good this week. This weekend, I was impressed. Uh, he was listed on the line chart as starting tonight. But... Um, Mike Hastings changed it up. He put Ryan Sandal in, and he put um, uh, Sam Morton, and uh, don't have the other third player on there. But anyway, that line started the game for him, and they were energy. And when it came time to put your all-tournament team and your MVP, it was so easy for me. It was number 14 for the Mavericks, Ryan Sandlin. He got the well, game winner uh, last you night. You're not the only he was, one. So. He, he dominated he dominated the hockey game. I saw it two weeks ago, Paul, in, in uh, Mankato. Uh, I thought he was the best player on the ice for the Mavericks that night. And uh, the kid is unbelievable. He's only a sophomore. And if you, do, if you know the name but you don't know the kid, that's the son of UMD coach Scott Sandlin, who uh, Scott tried to recruit. But, but, but Ryan said he, he wanted to go play for Mike Hastings. Uh, well, he said, I don't want to play for you, Dad. I want to, I want to make my own way. Is apparently what the story is, uh, and and Mrs. Sandlin, uh, she was shoveling snow apparently last night during the five overtime game. So um, <laughs> I I don't even know that right there. Just I I haven't felt warm since she said that. So they were interviewing her during the game tonight. I'm like, what? No. Ah. Uh, but anyway, congratulations, Ryan Sandlin. What a job. You went out and got the game winner last night before your dad's team had heroics, which we're going to go to next. That uh, incredible hockey game, the longest in NCAA tournament history um, in just a few minutes. But So Ryan got it started by scoring the overtime goal here, and then his dad uh, pulled off what I think is probably one of their best wins ever uh, for UMD because North Dakota, as I called them earlier, the franchise, was just so good that I didn't see how anybody was going to knock them off. I thought – if there's a team that's going to win the national championship this year from the get-go, it's going to be North Dakota. They're not even in it. They're not well, even in the Frozen Four. Thank you for the Tell kiss us about of death. It. Th- thanks for the – I'm sure they are very happy with the kiss of death that you <laughs> laid on them. The franchise? 
Uh, no, Tom Seaver was not playing last night. I keep telling you that, but you refuse to. Uh, yeah, I don't listen. You know that. I I know that. That's part of the problem. Um, what a game last night! It was unbelievable. Um, I I almost put the the Malloy on uh, the Bulldogs last night. It was two nothing with about seven minutes to go, and I sent you a a little graphic of a vampire saying you just can't kill this team. And about 30 seconds after I did that, North Dakota got one goal and then it got the empty nut goal later in the, in the game to make it a two, two game and send it into the overtime situation. But what a game up. In, you know, these guys were not all sitting back and just saying, okay, well, we'll you know, we'll let you do this and we'll let you do that. And you can just, as long as you're outside the, the face-off circles, uh, that you can uh, that you can do whatever you want. No, this game was back and forth, up and down. Uh, good chances, great goaltending. Um, it, it was back and forth. Both teams had their moments um, where you thought they had a chance to win the game. Uh, it 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 seemed like North Dakota kind of came out at the beginning of, 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 of the, of the various periods and they took it to Duluth for like the first three or four minutes. And then Duluth kind of ping ponged it back at North Dakota. And then for the most of the rest of each individual period, it was kind of up and down and back and forth. And you have all of the, the, the talent on those teams. I lose you. I can't hear you. No, no, I'm still here. Oh, okay. And 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 it was just a a phenomenal game, an absolutely well, unbelievable. Well, let me tell you. Game. And then and then uh, the hunch in Zach Stayskill comes out of the game in the fourth overtime period because he's cramping up and can't play anymore, and then they bring in Ryan Fanty. Do the Bulldogs, and he goes six for six in almost a period of play. <laughs> but he started Stanislaw on a hunch. He started him on a hunch. Are you that, that's kidding? A, you call it good coaching right there. He can tell Holy when his guys smokes. are in the, in the mode, as you would say. Oh. Um, so let me tell you again, folks, if you've wondered what the best conference in, in college hockey is, Hands down, it's the NCHC. That game was two NCHC teams. Uh, one of them is off to the uh, the Frozen Four. St. Cloud State, uh, the second best team in the NCHC this season, is also going to the Frozen Four. Um, and Omaha played in the regional and played very good. Denver should have been here and wasn't. I I, I really I really this think Denver is, should have been is, here. This is what I have to say to uh, UMass. This is what I have to say to uh, Minnesota State, and this is what I have to say to St. Cloud. Make sure you guys bring plenty of garlic, plenty of silver <laughs> bullets, and plenty of crosses with you because uh, the, the, the vampire in, UM, in, in UMD is not dead until they're dead. And that's what you saw last night in five overtimes. 
and that was against the 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 talent of North Dakota and and they just and they had a goal called back yeah and they had, and, and and it was it was clearly offsides i don't want to sit here and say yeah, that I mean, it wasn't because it was it. clearly offsides we saw it here so it, i mean everybody's excited right away thinking it was over and then we saw that it wasn't so they got it right um, and I, and I want to say this, and I want to say this because I I I I, I lash out at them all the time, uh, especially at the uh, the 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 Bridgeport games, and I, I thought the presentation of this year's tournament in the regionals was top notch. Uh, I thought that uh, the guys at ESPN had doing their studio stuff were 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 really really good. I guess Andrew Raycroft does some stuff. I guess with the Bruins, but he was tremendous in the studio. Uh, and if if that's actually going to be the template that they use when they get the NHL back next year, um, then I'll be happy. Uh, but. We can get into that over the summer, but I just I had to throw that in while I remembered. Yeah, good stuff. So, so that was the longest game in NCAA tournament history that was played in Fargo, North Dakota, with uh, I might add a lot of fans. <laughs> I uh, I well, saw that yeah. game. There was a lot of fans. I mean, when you look at the building that I'm sitting in tonight, and you know there was I told you today I said if there was 200 people total including workers and players and coaches and family and media, uh, that might have been mm, about right. Uh, but in North Dakota, there were 200 people in one section. <laughs> uh, we're, well, we're not going to really get into that. I mean, that's... But I, what I'm saying is, that, and, and this is just my own little personal gripe, I griped a little bit about the fact that uh, the uh, piped-in sound here was kind of frustrating because... They, they changed the volume of it several times. And you when you hear cheering in a hockey game, you get, you, guess what, right? A good scoring chance or a big hit or something. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, sometimes, yeah. sometimes that was cranked up and you'd be working along on your computer and trying to keep an eye on the game and you'd be listening for the sounds of the game. And all of a sudden there'd be a roar and you'd go, what happened? Nothing. <laughs> so it was kind of a, kind of driving me crazy for a little while, but glad there were fans out there. Really glad to hear that it was. I hope it was all safe. We'll find out about that later, I guess. But um, before we before we jump into the Saint Cloud Regional, I, I just want to talk a little bit about the two teams from the Big Ten that that were in the tournament, then were out of the tournament before they played a game. And I want to ask you particularly, Paul. Army got uh, screwed. Well, I know that. But I want to ask you particularly, as far as North Dakota and UMD, um, North Dakota had to play two games plus the overtimes. Right. <laughs> uh, Minnesota Duluth did not play a game. They played one game plus the overtimes. The, the uh, talk came out of uh, Brad Schlossman at the Grand Forks Herald said that uh, Jordan Kawaguchi had told him that but between uh, periods in the overtime, they were drinking cans of Coke and getting IVs to get their sugar levels up high enough to compete. So uh, it, when you hear stuff like that, you go like, wow, it, it's really something. But tell us, Paul, what happened to Notre Dame and Michigan before the tournament even started? 
You tell me. I mean, they made it all the way through the Big Ten season with all of the protocols, and then you 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 allow yourself to get tripped up. Well, I I I mean, I don't know. I mean, I was I there. I was was I. I we don't know and we'll never find out, you know, whether or not it was one player or three players or five players or it was uh, well, contract, uh, contact uh, tracing that I have no idea. Well, um, here's the thing. We, we talked last week, Paul, about uh, St. Lawrence, right? Won their way into the tournament. Then was their coach. And then the coach. Uh, cont- contracted uh, or tested positive. Let's just put it that way because that's what we know. It was a positive uh, test result. So they were just bumped out of the tournament. But now that you added your teams and you have them in, um, I guess I'm not sure how that could happen. And the reason I bring that up, Paul, is there's four teams now that have to go the next, still oh, what, 10, 12 days before uh, they get to oh, wow. Pittsburgh, Listen, Pennsylvania? I am telling you right now, I am telling you right now, that those four teams are going to be in lockdown like they have never been in lockdown before. That I can <laughs> promise you. They'll be like, oh, if you uh, leave your room, I will take your scholarship and I will throw it out the window. <laughs> you heard that, folks. From the they're you're probably, UMass, they're, Minnesota they're, Duluth, St. Cloud they, State, or Minnesota State, you are on lockdown. They are probably going to have security outside all of their rooms. And... <laughs> They, they, they might say, okay, we're going to put a little slot underneath at the bottom of your door, and we're going to slide your food in that way. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay, so so we lose two teams uh, from the Big Ten before they ever got to play a game, but somehow the NCAA has narrowed down the Frozen Four to St. Cloud State, UMass, Minnesota State, and the University of Minnesota Duluth. Um, I think that's a pretty solid field in your Frozen Four. Yeah, no, they're good. They're, listen, I'm just sitting here and just like, uh, I feel like I'm surrounded by you guys from from Minnesota. And I don't have Minnesota license anymore. I have an Arizona license. Yeah, whatever. Um <laughs> you know, um, I don't. But listen, it, they're, they're, you're off. I mean, UMass is, was has been to the championship before in the last couple of years. Uh, Duluth is obviously the two-time defending champions. Uh, uh, folks, Saint Cloud that? has Paul, been, Paul said uh, that. Stick Not it. me. Stick <laughs> it. Saint Cloud has been the the surprise story uh, to me all year long. And you know Minnesota State once they once they slayed that that got rid of that monkey off their backs about not winning a, uh, an NCAA tournament game came out tonight and and was one of several games where uh, teams just shut down uh, on paper uh, superiorly talented team so, uh, I mean Boston College has once again another team with all those picks. Um, they, they won one battle, scored their 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 goal, their the first goal of the game, on uh, where one of their players outworked three guys to get the puck to the front of the net, and they scored, and that was it. I mean, 
St. Cloud won every open puck. Minnesota State won every open puck and every puck battle uh, in the night game tonight against Minnesota. Uh, I mean, Duluth in, in, in North Dakota obviously went back and forth for a while. And UMass won every loose puck battle against Bemidji, who did the same thing to Wisconsin before. I mean, there's – it's – you're – there are no flukes at this point. Let's put it that way. Yeah, I mean, I totally agree with you on that. And when you look at St. Cloud State, um, they fell behind in this one. They were behind one nothing after the first period. And then they come back and they score goals – at 921, 15-15, 19-15, uh, which might have been the backbreaker for sure in that second period. And then they get one at 19-15 of the, the uh, third period as well. Well, it was the I'm empty guess- netter. Yeah, an empty netter to seal it. So, and, um, by the, and by the way, they lost their leading scorer early in the second period, Easton Brodzinski. Oh, um, what a hit. Do yeah. we know any more about that hit yet? No, uh, we don't. I haven't heard anything. That doesn't mean other people don't know, yeah. but I haven't heard anything. Goodness, um, if you haven't seen that, you got to see it. It was a big hit. Right to the midsection hip. I don't know where it was. Uh, right yeah, I'm not sure. Though. I'm not, you know, I'm not. It, it, it was a bad hit. Let me tell you what been, it was. It probably was much worse than the Charlie horse I thought it was. You know what it was? Or could have It turned his body into an S. He, he yeah, got hit was, in right above the waist, and his body was an S for a period of time. That's how many yeah. curves he had in it. So, yeah, we'll find out more about was, that as time goes good. on. But, um, um, so, St. Cloud State, they, they won their way in. They earned their way in. Absolutely. I saw him, I saw him at the NCHC uh, Frozen Faceoff a couple weeks ago. And uh, they were a team that was scary. They almost beat um, University, of, uh, University of North Dakota. Uh, they, they, it was 1-2. They were number two. North Dakota was number one. They played it at the Ralph Engelstead Arena, the Ralph, in Grand Forks, North Dakota. And uh, as you would expect, playing on your home ice, you might have a tad bit of an advantage. And uh, um, North listen, Dakota won that I, one. From but, the pod on, I've been saying that St. Cloud is – is the surprise story, at least in the NCHC, because everybody f- fully expected it to be North Dakota, Duluth, and Denver 1-2-3 in some fashion in the NCHC, and it didn't quite turn out that way. And, no. and you know, St. Cloud said, uh, uh, don't forget about us, and they're on their way to Frozen Four. Okay, let's take another quick break. Let's come back for the final segment, and we'll talk about those four teams. We'll talk about some really cool uh, coaching relationships that will be going on in the matchups, and we'll take it from there. So we'll be back in about three minutes. Ask any hockey player in the desert southwest, and they'll all tell you the same thing. We love going to the rink and sandals. Now you can show off your game in style with summer skates. Officially licensed summer skates are comfortable, washable, and can be designed to show off your fandom. Phil Kessel, your guy? Big William Carlson fan? Or is Austin Matthews the man? Have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite NHL player or shout out your own game with your own number. Team discounts and customization available too for groups of 12 or more. 
thirsty after getting off the ice, our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable, show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of Summer Skate, you can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. At the heart of any good cocktail is the quality of the spirit used. And if you want to make the best margaritas, or if you just want a straight shot of the best tasting tequila, then Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila is the brand for you. Award-winning Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila has the taste you want to make perfectly blended cocktails. Whether you're celebrating an overtime game winner with friends or relaxing by the pool after a long work day. Find your bottle, be it in Arizona or elsewhere in the U.S. Visit us at MexicanMoonshine.com. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila. Award-winning taste since 2011. If you live in the Valley, you know that there is no shortage of great Mexican food. But if you want authentic taste with a fair price and relaxed atmosphere, then head to Burrito Express. From the breakfast burritos served all day to combination plates for lunch, Burrito Express delivers that homemade taste you would expect from your own kitchen. Try all of our authentic Mexican recipes at any of our six East Valley locations, from Scottsdale to Gilbert and all points in between. ASU alumni owned and operated since 1995. Go to BurritoExpress.com and check out our menu or find a location to order for fast pickup or delivery. All right, we're back. College Hockey Southwest Live, the reaction show, the Sunday night show, the one that we talk about hockey games that were just played um, usually a day or two before us. But uh, tonight we're talking about games that were played just literally minutes before we came on the air right here at the uh, the uh, Budweiser Event Center in beautiful Loveland, Colorado, as I sit in the Denver University, uh, University of Denver, I should say, uh, suite. Uh, do we, as we do the show, Paul back in Long on Long Island, New York. And uh, I'm sitting here between the blue line and the red line of the attacking zone, I think, for the Colorado Eagles. So um, big shout out again to everybody that helped make this uh, a real big success. It was a lot of fun. They're working on the ice right now to convert it back to the Colorado Eagles, but that's a story for another time. So, um, Paul, I said, as I teased before we went into break, that we're going to talk about uh, the Frozen Four and the four teams that are there now and what we can expect. We'll also break that down with a guest or two on, on Tuesday and again next Sunday as we prepare for the uh, the trip. My trip, Paul, will be uh, in the car again. <laughs> It'll be it'll be a bit of a drive from Scottsdale, Arizona to Pittsburgh, but we're looking forward to it. So, okay, so four teams going. Uh, we're rehashing one more time: St. Cloud State, UMass, Minnesota State, University of Minnesota Duluth. Your thoughts, Paul, right off the get go on those teams and 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 what you expect to see out of this uh, Frozen Four. Do I have Paul? Oh I yeah, I have? guess I should hit. I oh. guess I should hit the the microphone button, right? Oh yeah, and yeah. Not, he had himself I, muted. I try to, yeah, I try to mute myself during the ads. Um, okay. Wow, well, I mean, you know, there's going to be at least one Minnesota team in the finals in the championship game. That we know, that's easy. Yeah. Um, 
picking the one is going to be the most difficult. Or the well, yeah, it could be two. Could be two. This is what we know about the pros and four. Okay, uh, if we looked at it and we counted them, how many Duluth players have been on the team that won the two back-to-back championships? Maybe I've a been dozen. A few. Maybe yeah. a dozen. I've been a few. Okay, so you know how just for, for that reason alone makes it hard to pick against them. Like I said, bring your garlic, bring your silver bullets, bring your wooden <laughs> stakes, bring your crosses, because you're going to need it all. Uh, I'll you take know, that as a compliment being a UMD alum. Well, that's the worst part of this, honestly. <laughs> is it really? Yeah, okay. it is. I, I got to deal with you. I got to, um, Lord, if they win again. You're. Uh, ne- I've never. I don't know if I got enough room up. for another T-shirt in my closet. Oh my <laughs> lord! Oh jeez. Um, okay, so let me let me throw this in there, and then then you follow this up. Uh, okay. There, here's some really unique uh, behind the scenes stuff. Uh, let's start with Scott Sandlin, the coach at Minnesota Duluth. We already know his son Ryan, a sophomore at Minnesota State, will right. be there. Okay. Correct. We also and know that the they go coach- from never having. They go from never having won a tournament game to making the frozen four. Isn't that the way yeah. it, it kind of always is, right? You go from right. nothing to the top of the mountain right away. Yep. Okay. So so that's one connection. Uh, the head coach at St. Cloud State is Brett Larson. He's a longtime assistant coach for Scott Sandlin. I believe right. his third year at St. Cloud right now, third or fourth. Um, right. He took over from Bob Motzko, who was at the University of Minnesota. Okay, so let's go back to Mike Hastings. Mike Hastings is really good friends with Scott Sandlin. And, and as you would expect in the in the college hockey world, there's only 61, 62 teams, whatever. Who knows? So Can't these keep guys, track of these, that either. These guys are pretty friendly, but they've, they've got connections uh, all over. Um, their assistants were there. Their families know each other. Their, their kids play for one another. So uh, Greg Carvel is the only one, I think, that is kind of the – the outlier. The eyeball? That, well, yeah. yeah. Well, okay. That, but. but, you know, I mean, if you go right back to the beginning of the Frozen Four, or, I mean, of the the um, tournament this week, uh, there were five teams from Minnesota the first time in the history uh, of the state of Minnesota that all five of their NCAA Division One teams were in the tournament. Yeah, I mean, Army still got screwed no matter how you look at it. But <laughs> even though Bemidji I'll agree with out, you on that. Bill even Foley, though Bemidji came, I'll, I'll back you on that one. Even though Bemidji came out and and and, and really took it to Wisconsin, um, I, I just, you know, uh, you know, it it made the committee look good, but that's not, you know, that that's just an opinion, obviously. Um, UMass was dominant in their two games, and they're going to have to keep playing like that. I'm, I'm sure that they don't want two weeks off the way they played these last two games. Oh, I'm sure of that too. Okay. Um, um, Duluth might need the two weeks off after playing three games in two days. <laughs> Possible. Possible. All right. Um, Minnesota State's flying high. They don't even need to yeah, get there. No, they probably don't. Um, and, uh, you know, in, in St. Cloud, I mean, like I said, they they they've been flying under the radar all year long in terms of 
Yeah, since the pod started, you've been talking about St. Cloud State. Every game you watch in the pod, and, and folks, you did watch every game in the pod. I did. <laughs> I pretty much watched every minute of every game in the pod. Um, and like I said, not that they, they, I, I know people yeah. say, well, yeah, but they've been ranked. I don't, it doesn't matter. Uh, when you talked NCHC, it was always about Duluth, North Dakota, and Denver. And everybody else took the back seats. Mm-hmm. And, you know, St. Cloud is in the Frozen Four, just like Duluth. So. Exactly. Okay. So um, a couple of things I want to mention that aren't really Frozen Four related, but our end of the uh, NCAA season. And I commented to you uh, today off the, uh, uh, off the show when we were just having a conversation this morning. I said, um, I don't know a team that took it harder than Quinnipiac especially their four seniors um, that stayed on on the ice here at the Budweiser Event Center for a solid 10 to 15 minutes after the game was over with. Um, distraught. I mean, Odin Tufto, the uh, second leading scorer in all of college hockey, played his last game, uh, and and it didn't go his way, not because of a lack of effort. But, um, I mean, Odin had 39 assists. He, he had won the assist part of the NCAA season this year by 10 and he had 47 points and was just, yeah. you know, five behind Cole Caulfield. So, uh, Odin Tufto, uh, you know what? Hats off to you, my man. I know you're another Minnesotan, but, uh, you, you, you left it on the ice. You left everything on the ice. Okay. So now let's go back to a Wisconsin guy. And I want to give a shout out to this too, because a, it's a class act and B, I wish I had that maturity when I was his age, Cole Caulfield today, put out an Instagram about a minute and a half, two minutes, maybe uh, thanking everybody at Wisconsin for his career. And uh, it ended it by uh, saying a little French to the Montreal Canadians as he announced that he was signing his contract, his entry level contract and joining the Montreal Canadiens after just a phenomenal career with uh, the university of Wisconsin. And we saw what he did in the world juniors this year. I mean, uh, the kid is a stud. There's no doubt about it. But what a class act, Paul. Do you remember when you were 18? Could you have gotten up and, and created a, your own thank you video and put out telling people how much you, you appreciated their help in your career at 18 years old, 19 years old, 20 did years old, whatever? Did we have video when I was 18? Okay. Get away from the video. I don't know if we did or not. Maybe it was real to real. But anyway, you get my Those point. Those VCR right? tapes, right. the 8-tracks. But you get my point, right? What a class uh, act to be able to make your announcement like that. You know, I'm I'm surprised it took them 24 hours to sign him after they lost that game the other night. <laughs> well, I think it was just 24 hours to announce it. I think the oh, signing okay. well, that's was different. Done. I think the signing was done right after the okay. game. But, uh, uh, but see, that would make more sense. Uh, but anyway, there's so. But much I think talent. he's going to start in the AHL. Ooh, oh, I, I, I think. He won't be in the West, darn it. Uh, <laughs> I, I think they're probably going to give him – I guess they want to give him a week just to kind of get used to – a week or two to get used to the speed. I don't know. I, well, I, I, I can I tell the Montreal thought Canadians – that's that, what I heard. Yeah, I can, it probably is true, but I can tell the Montreal Canadians, just watch a few tapes. His speed is fine. <laughs> He's going to fit right in. And his shooting ability is fine, and I think his well, is okay as well. Uh, so anyway, I wanted to get those two points out. I, I also wanted to talk and just tease this a little bit because we're only, uh, what, 
three games left in the NCAA hockey season, and you and I have talked about yeah. uh, leading up to what this summer is going to be like. Sucks. Because it's going to be the uh, – and don't take this wrong, folks, if you're listening to student-athletes. It's going to be the NCAA free agent frenzy this summer. It's already started. Just look oh, at yeah, it. If, if you can get into the uh, NCAA transfer portal and see who's in there, and you've already heard announcements of people that are leaving their schools and going to other schools and bouncing around and going here and going there, um, it, it's going to be crazy. So you're not going to want to miss any of our shows because it's going to change um, almost daily. So every yeah, Tuesday, it's going to be it's going to be insane. It's going to be uh, it, it's it's going to be. I mean. Uh, you know, just like I don't even know where the he- I mean, it's already started. I mean, and they haven't even had the Frozen Four yet. It's and already should, all over the place. Maybe we should explain it a little bit for people that are not sure what we're talking about. Uh, the NCAA granted an extra year of eligibility to all the seniors this year because of COVID. So that created a uh, an issue about. Um, how many guys were coming back? Were they coming back to your team? Were they thinking they were going to have to go to another team? Um, created a logjam. It did. And it also created a logjam at the entry-level point because there right. were a number of players that were anticipating starting their college career that there may or may not be spots for them currently due to that extra year. And it's, yeah. at, it's at almost every university. Nobody is really yeah. exempt from it. So nope. it, you know, the coaches have their hands full. They have to determine – who's going to get playing time and uh, how they're going to build their roster and who's going to get scholarships. Well, I mean, well, oh my goodness. And and don't forget, we've got St. Thomas coming in and they don't have a coach yet and they haven't really announced any, any recruits. Yeah. Um, the Ivies lost a bunch of players, right? Because they yep. canceled their seasons and they yep. want to, so who knows what kind of traffic that's going to create. Okay. Um, and if they institute, as Coach Powers said a couple of weeks ago, that one time, at least for this summer, free transfer, where you don't have to sit out a year. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. It is Katie bar the door, baby. Yeah. Bring it on. Yep. It's going to be you wanted chaos uh, getting into the tournament. Well, we're down got to it. four teams and you got it. And you yeah. now you're going to be getting chaos in uh, the roster construction for next season. I, so, it's, um, it's already, yeah. And <laughs> it's a beautiful I know. thing. I know. <laughs> okay. So we kind of got everything down. Let me uh, wrap things up and let you tell, let me tell you a little bit about our upcoming coverage before we uh, say goodnight. Um, from the beautiful Budweiser event center here in Loveland, Colorado. I got to keep getting that in there because Paul, if you like arenas, you love this arena. It, it's really nice. It's very well done. It reminds me an awful lot of the uh, Prescott, the uh, Toyota, Finley Toyota Center in Prescott Valley. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it, it's phenomenal. It's got luxury boxes, which I'm sitting in in a suite. Uh, it's got beautiful seats. It's got perfect vision. Uh, it seats about the right amount of people for an AHL team or an NCAA team. So shout out to them. Um, our schedule looks this way. Tomorrow, we'll do Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly at its normal time, 7.30 p.m. Mountain. Uh, Tuesday, you and, be, you and I will be back at 7.30 p.m. Mountain Time, hoping to have some guests on from Minnesota State. I uh, talked with uh, with uh, Paul Allen and uh, told him I'd be in touch with him tomorrow. 
as far as lining up some. So maybe we get Coach Hastings, maybe we get Todd Burgess. Uh, I asked for three or four different players. So um, we'll or hope for we that. maybe we just get Paul. Or maybe we just get Paul. Well, we'll get yeah. Paul some point anyway. But anyway, that's uh, the uh, the plan for Tuesday. And then Wednesday is uh, Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. And we'll again be counting down to the national tournament for the ACHA Division One uh, programs that will be going to Maryville University in beautiful St. Louis, Missouri uh, in about a month. Uh, a little bit more than a month, though. Uh, no, three weeks. I don't right you after keep the, the schedule in your head. I can't keep track. Yeah, right after the uh, the Frozen Four, the next week. Um, oh, good. You so, can stop there on your way back. <laughs> okay, so that's the breakdown for next week. And then it'll be Frozen Four week uh, starting next Sunday. We'll start bringing you stuff as I'm on the road. Um, I'll be on Again. The, I'll be home uh, Sunday night to, uh, to do the show. But then uh, next uh, Tuesday, I'll be St. Louis. I Who knows? And Who then knows? Wednesday, I believe I will be in uh, Pittsburgh, and we'll bring you a whole bunch of stuff coming up on Frozen Four Weeks. So stay tuned for that. Any other final parting thoughts for you, Paul, before we say goodnight? Uh, no, I'm just you're glad you survived the walk. <laughs> the and... walk. And, and right now I'm hoping, I'm hoping my buddy Phil – is going to be picking me up at 10.30. He said, I'll be outside the event center at 10.30 for you. So, Phil, my man, please be there because I do not want to walk through I, I do not want to walk through a dark, uh, cold Colorado street. I love you, Colorado. I just don't want to do that at night, okay? <laughs> you know, so, I mean, listen, let's go. We, you know, we'll just, we'll get it done and we'll, uh, we'll, I'm I'm sure that whatever we got coming up for you on on Tuesday will be fine. If not, people will just have to suffer listening to us two talk to each other again. And, well, I, uh, we I promise you, we've got somebody. Uh, we might even have to do a bonus show this week, or it'll be Sunday, Tuesday, and Sunday next week with our guests because I've got a couple of guests lined up for both shows. So, okay, you know me, I I like to be surprised. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> okay, my friend, take it away. Behind the masks, College Hockey Southwest Live on the Ice Time Hockey SW.com network. Brought to you by Roger Klein's Canción Tequila. 100% blue agave is used to make our unique taste. Go to MexicanMoonshine.com to order any of our three award winning flavors. Behind the mask, on ice, in line, in the net, up the ice, whatever your hockey needs are. See our three Valley locations or BehindTheMask.com. Burrito Express, homemade taste, takeout speed. Six East Valley locations. Go to BurritoExpress.com to find the one near you. Buy Verizon Wireless, the 5G coverage America's been waiting for. Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas. It is pure and simply barbecue Las Vegas style. By the NCHC and NCHC.tv. Subscribe to nchc.tv and catch all of the action from the Conference of College Hockey Champions. Uh, UNLV Hockey, ACHA Division I Hockey, fabulous Las Vegas atmosphere. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, worldwide, it's where the action is, in the resort or in town. And by College Bar and Grill at 740 South Mill Avenue in Tempe, pregame, postgame, during the game, the place to be, to be with ASU fans. College Hockey Southwest Live presented by Behind the Mask and all of the Ice Time Hockey SW.com podcasts 
are live on the Podbean app and are available for download at iTunes, the Google Play Store, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app, and on the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcasts. Behind the Masks, College Hockey Southwest Live, and all of our weekly podcasts are part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. All right. Very well done, my friend. I remembered to unmute uh, as we got ready to go. So one more time, we'll say thank you and congratulations to the four teams that are going to the Frozen Four, St. Cloud State, UMass, University of Minnesota Duluth, and the Minnesota State Mavericks. Uh, Good luck in the Frozen Four. We'll be following you all the way. I also want to shout out one more time to the guys here at the uh, Budweiser Event Center in uh, beautiful Loveland, Colorado for for everything. It's been a great time, and uh, we totally appreciate everything that you've done for us. And uh, the college hockey season is winding down, but the shows are not. So uh, we'll say goodnight with little Roger Klein and the Peacemakers. And uh, from beautiful Colorado, goodnight.